Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Feisty, fearless and fair. Telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. Wow. Well, it has been an action-packed day and a big decision coming from a New York jury. Tonight, what are your thoughts that this jury only deliberated, they think about two and a half hours essentially, was the decision? And then they came back and found the former president of the United States liable, it's a civil case, for basically sexual abuse for sexual battery and also defaming this woman, E. Jean Carroll. It was a jury made up of six men and three women, and they just got the jury instructions this morning, and they came back almost immediately and basically said that they found that he was not guilty of rape. That was the much more serious of the allegations, but they said that they believed E. Jean Carroll. This is the woman who says that he attacked her in a Bergdorf Goodman's dressing room sometime in the mid-1990s. And that there was enough evidence to believe more than likely it happened. That's basically the standard, if you will, in a civil trial. So what are your thoughts about all of this? And were you surprised that a jury came back and said, You know what? We are finding him guilty, not of the most serious charge, again, of rape, but of the charge of sexual battery and also of defaming E. Jean Carroll when he basically said, I don't know her. She's not my type. The woman's nuts. The woman's cuckoo. All of these different things. Do you think this was a fair verdict? Or do you think that this is just basically all politically driven and that this case was just motivated by people who don't like Donald Trump? She was indeed, you know, part of her finances. Uh, There have been many reports were coming from a guy named Reed Hoffman, who is a very successful Democratic businessman, big Uber Democratic donor. And could that be that this was just all political? Um, And also, when you look at the case itself, what do you think? Do you believe that if you were on the jury that you would have found Trump guilty of anything? Yeah, he did have some pretty boisterous uh, parts of his deposition. There's no doubt about that. When he was doing the, the deposition, and this is the video deposition because he did not testify again in his case, But when he came out, yeah, he was boisterous and he was typical Trump and he was like, she's not my type. And then he looked at the other attorney, the female attorney in the room and said, "Uh, she's not my type either. Um, Do you think that that worked against him with the jury? 
And do you think the jury just said, well, he doesn't even care to show up in court. He doesn't care to testify and held that also against him. Or do you think it was just it's a New York jury and a New York jury just doesn't like Donald Trump? What are your thoughts tonight, everybody? Because this is a really big deal. He is now the first former or current president to be liable for sexual abuse and defamation. That's a very serious charge. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And tonight, if you're going to go after a president, is this the case? Back to the 1990s, she can't remember the day. Again, she claims it happened in a Bergdorf Goodman's dressing room, which is a very busy department store, uh, happened sort of in the middle of the day when he was looking for gifts from somebody else. And so when you hear all of these things, you just go, wait a minute, does any of this make sense? And I want to play some breaking news um, because here it is. This is Donald Trump responding just a little bit ago to now this decision from the New York jury, which finds him again liable for sexual abuse and defamation Here is what President Trump just said minutes ago. I have absolutely no idea who this woman is. The verdict is a disgrace, a continuation of the greatest witch hunt of all time. Absolutely a shame. That is what he says. I don't know this woman. It's a disgrace, and it is part of the political witch hunt. We're all hearing that together. He had put out a written statement similar earlier today but now putting out a verbal statement as well, backing that up. Is this all one big political witch hunt? And will this have any impact on President Trump politically? Uh, Because, of course, he's the leading presidential candidate. We're still waiting to hear, by the way, from Ron DeSantis, who may get into the race. Everyone thought he might do it this week. Who knows? Maybe he will use this to go after President Trump. Mitt Romney's already come out and said basically that President Trump is not fit for office, basically saying uh, Trump, well, he should be not in the presidency ever again in the United States. He is, quote, not suited to be president of the United States. That is a comment from Mitt Romney tonight. Meanwhile, many other people are saying this is all politics. It's all politically driven. It's part of the witch hunt that we have seen over and over again. Uh, let's play. This is cut number five. This is Joe Tacopina. We did an exclusive interview with Joe Tacopina, who, of course, is the attorney for President Trump. He was in the courtroom with him earlier, of course, uh, you know, in other cases. And, of course, he was by himself in this case because Trump did not appear in the case. He said, it's a witch hunt. It's fabricated. Why should I go? Why should I appear But Joe Tacopino was the person who was duking it out in the courtroom for President Trump and did a searing, basically, uh, you know, questioning of E. Jean Carroll, the woman in this case. And this is what he had to say about her testimony, E. Jean Carroll, the woman who accused Trump of rape. Take a listen. Didn't tell anyone for 20-something years until, you know, Donald Trump was running for president and became president and she wanted to sell a book and then put him into the book. But the inconsistencies in this case were, were staggering, staggering, literally. And, you know, yet they felt like they had a, you know, I don't know if it was the access Hollywood tape. I don't know if it was the other women. Those things should not have been part of this trial. Um, but I don't know if it was just the overall bias 
you know, this city has for Donald Trump, President Trump. But, you know, the fact that they didn't condemn him as a rapist you know, is a good thing. Um, but still, if he didn't rape her, he didn't do anything to her. He didn't rape her. Um, so I think that's clear. And also, Joe Tacopina saying tonight there will be an appeal, that there's no doubt about it. One of the things he brings in, the fact, he's like, I can't believe that this judge in this case allowed, first of all, other women to come forward who said one of them said that, you know, Trump had basically uh, attacked her, if you will, while they were sitting next to each other on a plane. Um, Another woman says that he also kind of fondled her somewhere else. So that's another one. And then also the Access Hollywood video. Remember the tape that was played with Billy Bush and President Trump? This was the thing that came out in 2016 where you hear them talking in this trailer and Donald Trump says, "Uh, well, you know, women, you grab them by the blank, you grab them by the blank. It's sort of this locker room talk. And that's what Trump described it as during the debate as well, because he was hammered on it. In the debate in 2016. Again, it was two guys talking. Obviously, it was crude. Um, It was not necessarily uh, the best kind of dialogue. But was that fair for it to come into this trial? I actually don't think it is. uh, Because the trial, it's like bringing in somebody talking to somebody in a crude fashion, albeit not a complimentary fashion. And to bring that into a case of a woman who says, uh, she was, you know, attacked by Trump and raped by Trump. Um, to me, as soon as I heard that, I thought, what, are you kidding me? They're bringing that into this trial? That, to me, I thought was completely over the top by this judge. And to me, that, I think, is a significant grounds for appeal. If you're Joe Tacopina, Trump's attorney, you say, wait a minute. You got that. You brought in all these other women. You brought these things. You brought that. How could two guys talking be brought into a rape trial. It wasn't like they were talking about E. Jean Carroll. He was just talking in general. So, indeed, Joe Tacopina says, yeah, that is going to be grounds for an appeal. Take a listen to what he told me, again, Trump's attorney just a little bit ago. Here's what I think the jury got overwhelmed with. There was a lot of stuff that was led in this case that had nothing to do with this case. The Access Hollywood tape being the, the worst and then the most important thing. And that tape was played, I don't know, feels like 100 times in that trial. It was played at least five times. And it's, you know, it's it's not the president's best moment. And, you know, it was, uh, he said it was locker room talk. He apologized for it. But it's, you know, it's it's a crude tape. And it's something that this, this jury, you know, uh, obviously reacted to. We saw them react to it. Um, and And but still. It has nothing to do with the claim of this lady, Eugene Carroll. And this judge never should have left that into the case. There's a rule in federal court called 403. It's a balancing test on, on, on the issue of prejudicial evidence. And, and this is the most prejudicial of them all. And yet somehow this was let in. And it was let in. And that's why you know for sure they're going to be using this 100% grounds for appeal. You just heard Trump's statement. He also says they will appeal immediately. What are your thoughts about this verdict? 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Uh, let's go to Dom in Minnesota, Line 7. Dom, your thoughts? Rita, you know, I am not condoning Trump's alleged behavior. If true, I do sympathize with Miss Eugene Carroll. But And, and by the way, got- Dom, and Dom, I will, uh, you know, let you continue as a woman. I certainly don't condone, um, obviously, um, if it were true, 
We don't know. We weren't there. And it happened how many years ago in a crowded department store? That's why it seems a little inconceivable. But I also uh, never would certainly support anybody uh, crossing the line, especially as a woman. I certainly don't condone it. So I'm glad you stressed that. Go ahead. Yes, I just needed to get that out of the way because I do sympathize with people that are subject to this, uh, but why whoever, you know, so I truly do sympathize with Eugene Carroll if it is true. But having said that, I am not surprised at the Trump's jury decision because it is a New York jury. I am guessing most of the jury owes a thing or two to Adam Bragg and or Kathy Hochul. And, you know, also, why is Mr. Mitt Romney not retired and his baseball mitt with his grandkids instead of embarrassing himself on the country? That's the problem I'm having, the major big problem. He needs to keep his mouth shut, you know. Uh, on the other hand, take a look at, look at uh, Mr. Bud Cummings, a former federal prosecutor called Biden's corrupt dealings with the Ukraine prosecutor general and his interference on behalf of Hunter, borderline treasonous behavior. And apparently because of that, the FBI subpoenaed Apple for Mr. Cummins' phone records, which he found out only recently. So uh, real quick, uh, you know, my advice to all your listeners, if your computer is broken, don't pull a Hunter and take it to the repair shop. Instead, pull a Hillary, take it to a sledgehammer. (laughs) (laughs) Bring in some bleach bit. By the way. Uh, tomorrow, it could be some bombshells coming, uh, Dom, because Comer is doing his press conference 9 a.m. tomorrow. Boy, I can't wait. Um, and he claims he has, quote, some bombshells. So let's see what he's got. Um, and this, of course, comes on the verge of Hunter potentially uh, getting charged um, with a possible array of criminal charges. There's a whole slew of different ones that could be out there. Um, but there's some real big stuff. And and you're right. It's like so far, Hunter has skated, um, you know, that could be coming, you know, from the U.S. attorney's office. But if he does indeed get something, it could be taxes. It could be a gun charge. It could be I mean, it could be more serious. Comer, uh, obviously, what he is looking at could lead to something much more serious than any of those things. So you got that slew of stuff. And then here's all the stuff with Trump. It's like it's like rapid fire against Trump on every single different direction. Um, and just the irony is is almost like inescapable. In fact, I don't know if you heard Dom earlier today on Katz and Cosby, um, the show I do with uh, John Katz and Matides at five o'clock. We talked to Ron Johnson and Ron Johnson like recited what he said were Hunter using prostitutes that are brought in through sex trafficking, through human trafficking. I mean, that's a really serious allegation. I mean, you got that kind of stuff. And, you know, and so far nothing's happened to Hunter. And then here we're talking about an allegation that happened uh, in a busy dressing room in the middle of the day at, you know, in the mid-1990s. We don't know sure the day or the year. I mean, there are just it, it, the irony is 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 really pretty uh, transparent, as I think both of you and I agree. Um, Dom, thank you very much. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. Uh, what do you make of this decision in the E. Jean Carroll case? Now, Trump is not just the first former or current president to be criminally indicted. He is now the first former or current president to be found liable of sexual abuse and defamation. Uh, So the charges are racking up and the allegations are racking up uh, and they are trying to get Trump every which way but loose. How will this affect President Trump 
And what's your reaction to him saying it is one big witch hunt? 1-800-848-9222. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Trump is hot-blooded tonight. In a little bit, we're going to play his full response that is just coming into us, responding to now being found liable for sexual abuse and defamation tied to this case with a woman named E. Jean Carroll. Uh, it could have been a rape liable, uh, basically, decision by the jury. It is a unanimous decision, um, and the jury is six men and three women. Uh, one of them is a security guard. One of them is sort of a holistic uh, nutritionist type person. We don't know the names of the jury because they have been kept anonymous. And apparently the judge himself uh, had, does not have their name and even said to them, look, you have stayed anonymous. You do not have to talk right now. I advise you to stay anonymous uh, because of emotions across this country and the fact uh, that the defendant in this case, of course, was the former president of the United States. What are your thoughts about this verdict that it took them in deliberations less than three hours? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norm. Line seven. Norm, your thoughts. Uh, my thoughts are I believe our, our president has been screwed. And uh, I think uh, I, I cannot see how uh, they apparently found him not liable of rape, and yet they found him liable of, like, sexual abuse. And uh, I I just, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I Hopefully this will not affect the election. Um, I, I hope it does not. Um, but I, uh, you know, I mean, now, if, I think the thing that I agreed with Alan Dershowitz earlier is that President Trump probably should have at least shown up in the court. I think that that was kind of a, I don't know, I, that didn't, I, I don't, I don't see how that helped them. So, and by the way, Nora, I want to remind everybody because not everybody may have heard the interview. We talked with Alan Dershowitz uh, earlier today and Dershowitz was saying that he believes Trump should have at least even just appeared in the court, even if he didn't testify. Maybe this was a case where he should have testified even though typically in cases like this, especially if you feel like you don't know the person or whatever, but maybe it might have helped because uh, they just played his deposition, which not necessarily was favorable to him. Um, and also just even showing up in the court 
to show that he cared. Um, do you think maybe that worked against him, like Dershowitz was saying, that maybe he just seemed like disconnected and the jury thought, oh, well, he thinks he's above it all or something like that. How do you think that played with the jury, Norm? I don't think it helped. I don't I don't think it helped the situation. Um, I, you know, yeah, I, I definitely do not think it helped. And I, I, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, look, they're pouring on the man, uh, you know, whether it's that uh, whatever with the, with the, the porno star and now this. And I mean, they're just pouring on the man. And uh, I hope it'll backfire. Well, I hope it'll backfire. And, uh, and so you know, far, I, by the way, it is. I mean, if you look at the uh, polls, he is skyrocketing the polls. And a lot of people are saying, you know, uh, this is from 20, 30 years ago. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing here on the Rita Cosby Show, a powerful story coming from East Hartford, Connecticut, where officers there on the midnight shift rescued a woman in a wheelchair and made sure that all residents were able to get out safely during a major fire at a multifamily apartment building. The officers were called to the building just after 12 a.m., and they discovered heavy smoke coming from the first floor of the building. The officers called the fire department and immediately began evacuating residents on multiple floors. Officers entered the building despite the heavy smoke, and they were able to rescue dozens of residents by getting them out to safety. Now, at one point, officers located and carried a woman in a wheelchair down multiple flights of stairs through heavy smoke before running back to help in more people. Firefighters put out the blaze in the basement quickly, and the cause, by the way, is still under investigation. Two of the officers were treated at a local hospital for smoke inhalation. They're now said to be fine and have returned to their patrol duties. But just talks about how difficult their job is every single day. Just getting on duty on the overnight shift and doing some dramatic rescues there uh, with a major fire taking place. And bravo, of course, to our great law enforcement, of course, and their families. Well, uh, tonight we are seeing President Trump responding um, this after the verdict has just come in. As we know, uh, President Trump is now not just the first president in American history to have been found criminally indicted, of course, because of the case with Alvin Bragg, but to also now be found liable in a civil case tied to Rape allegations. Of course, he wasn't found liable on that. He was just found on the sexual abuse part. But still, he is found liable of sexual assault, of battery, and defamation. Now, what do you make of the fact that this is the case? To go and say that he's now the first president to be criminally indicted, and now to say he is the first president to be civilly found libel when it comes to a case of sexual battery and defamation also has to pay basically five million dollars in damages according to the jury is this the case that you really think you should be going after president trump on 
there seems to be a lot of questions in this case. And I am certainly somebody who is for believing women. And I understand why women may not come forward right away with a serious allegation if they have been improperly touched um, and certain other issues have happened to them. I understand why there may be a delay, but there were a lot of holes in this case. She couldn't remember the year, uh, couldn't remember the day, um, didn't scream. Uh, there didn't ask for video cameras the next day. I mean, there was a lot of things where you would say, oh, that's interesting, especially when you're dealing with someone who is as well known as President Trump, the former president of the United States. And I also think that in many ways, the judge also made some serious and grave mistakes, because in this particular trial, the judge allowed in that Access Hollywood video. Now, I didn't like what I heard on the video. I mean, it was crude talk, clearly, between the president and Billy Bush. Remember in the trailer, that video came out right before the 2016 election. And it wasn't favorable that you saw the president talking and making some of these comments and all these things. But it was still him talking to somebody that was a friend. And they were talking in the trailer and the mic was hot. How is that relevant to what E. Jean Carroll claims happened in the Bergdorf Goodman department store dressing room. I don't think it is. And I actually think, despite however you feel about President Trump, to me, I think this was a mistake by the judge. And I think also allowing other women to come in and say, hey, he forcibly touched me on a plane or this happened here. Um, To bring those in clearly tainted the jury Definitely the Access Hollywood tape, I think, was absolutely over the top. And also to bring in the other women's allegations, uh, how is it related to this case? And I think no matter what, again, your thoughts about President Trump, separate than the individuals who don't like Trump, the never Trumpers out there, is that fair that these issues were brought into this specific trial? And I think on appeal there's a very good chance that President Trump will win. His attorneys are saying that they will appeal immediately. They believe that there are severe grounds for an appeal. And I actually think they have a great case for an appeal. Just looking at the legal issues and the thought that these items were brought in. What are your thoughts tonight? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And just a few minutes ago, here are the full comments coming in. This is President Trump responding to the verdict that came in today from, yes, another New York jury. What else can you expect from a Trump-hating, Clinton-appointed judge who went out of his way to make sure that the result of this trial was as negative as it could possibly be. Speaking to and in control of a jury from an anti-Trump area, which is probably the worst place in the United States for me to get a fair trial, will be appealing this decision. It's a disgrace. I don't even know who this woman is. I have no idea who she is, where she came from, This is another scam. It's a political witch hunt. And somehow we're going to have to fight this stuff. We cannot let our country go into this abyss. This is disgraceful. You have somebody running for office. You have a woman that's financed 
and lied about it. She totally lied about it by Democrat operatives, like just about the biggest one there is. And she said that wasn't true. They found that she lied about it, and the judge wasn't even, I guess, letting it be put in as evidence. The whole thing is a scam, and it's a shame, and it's a disgrace to our country. What are your thoughts? Again, those are the first comments from President Trump coming out and responding to this jury's verdict. He is also, by the way, going to be on CNN tomorrow night. Isn't that interesting? He agreed to a town hall with them. It is still scheduled for tomorrow night. And we're certainly going to talk about that tomorrow evening, uh, how you think he handled himself at a CNN town hall of all things. Not Fox, not anywhere else. He's going to CNN. That is an interesting choice. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tim on line four. Tim, your thoughts about this? Yeah. Hi, Rita. Good evening. So my grandmother used to say, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And this Donald Trump has said the most horrible, disgusting things about women in the past, not just the access Hollywood take, making fun of Carly Fiorina's face, uh, just going after people, going after women in a disgusting way. So, yeah, I, I, I think he probably did it. And, you know, I love you, Rita. I think your show is great. But I feel like no matter what, you're going you're, you're gonna to support the guy. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna like him no matter how many juries come back and say he's liable because, you know, he's your guy. And actually, just, actually, Tim, I don't know. I, I, I no, like Tim, hold on, Tim, 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 Tim. Hold on one second. Two things. First off, I remember when he made those comments about Carly Fiorina. I didn't like it. Um, and, and even, you know, when he calls um, Stormy Daniels, even though her profession is not necessarily a profession that I find is an admirable profession, um, he's called her horse face. You know, I don't like that. And I don't think it's a good idea or when he was making fun. Remember the guy? Um, it was one of the reporters who had, I think it was, um, had uh, neurological issues and he was making fun of him. Remember on the campaign trail and kind of mim- mimicking him. Um, you know, I, I think. You're right. There are certain things that that he has said that I'm not comfortable with. I didn't like, by the way, Tim, um, and I'll even give you another. I didn't like when he made the comment about John McCain saying, you know, about him being captured as a prisoner of war. My father was a prisoner of war. Uh, You think uh, you think I like when I hear him say that John McCain, that that wasn't a hero uh, to endure what he did in the Hanoi Hilton. That's a hero. There's no question to me that John McCain uh, was a hero. And what he went through was unimaginable that most Americans could never even even think about. My father sadly can think about it. So so um, so for you to say that it's like a blanket thing, that is actually not accurate. What I am saying is that you also have to be fair because clearly this jury was stacked against Donald Trump. There's no doubt about that. You think a New York jury? Uh, look at the New York voters. I mean, New York, typically, New York voted for Alvin Bragg. You know, I mean, you know, give me a break. Uh, Do you think that New York voters would be fair to Donald Trump? I'm not sure they would. And that's a real sad testament. Your thoughts. Um. Am I still on? Can you yep, hear me? Yep, you sure are. Go ahead, Tim. All right. I just, I just want to say. I mean, you say you dis- you didn't like it when he called Carly Fiorina all those ugly names, or when he said horrible things about. And by the uh, way, Don and McCain. I and I said it at the but, time, and I also said I didn't like this. about. Uh, and but I also why, am why not sure. Hang on, hang on. I'm not sure why they put the Access Hollywood in. 
I mean, really, and I would say that about anybody. You know, if you suddenly made a comment, let, let's just turn the tables on the Access Hollywood. I am speaking at a like a, an unemotional position here. If you suddenly were accused of what Donald Trump is accused of, and somebody said, okay, well, 30 years ago this happened, we're not sure of the date, and it happened in a crowded department store, I would say that seems a little odd to Tim, you know? Um, and then they say, but by the way, um, when Tim was in college, we have a videotape of him talking with some of his uh, fraternity brothers at college one night, uh, making comments after a few beers. But we're going to run that in the trial over and over again. And we're going to make sure we use that in closing arguments. Would you really think that that's fair? Go ahead. Well, there, there are rules of evidence. But my question is, let's say he's not guilty. Even if he didn't do this, why can't you just come out and say the man is a lowlife? Why can't you just say the words? He's a lowlife. Even if he's not guilty, just say the words. He's a lowlife. Well, those are your words. And I would not say that of somebody who's the, you know, the former president of the United States. You yeah. just agreed with me, Tim, that you think it may be over the top. And, and that is the reality. I'll just tell you, I've talked to a lot of attorneys And even attorneys who are not necessarily favorable to Donald Trump were astounded that that Access Hollywood tape came in. When the decision was made in the middle of the trial that they were allowing it in, right away they said grounds for an appeal, that they were stunned. These are attorneys who practice it law over and over every single day. And they said, that's out of line. And and clearly, it's the first thing that his attorneys came out with today and said, Access Hollywood, bringing in these other women. Um, you know, you just rested my case, Tim, because you agreed that essentially that may not be fair. So next time, if you're ever accused of something, we're going to find out what you did when you were in uh, elementary school. And if you threatened a kid in elementary school, somehow that's going to come back. Uh, I mean, that's not fair. And even if you don't like somebody, which you clearly don't like Donald Trump, Justice is supposed to be blind and it is supposed to be fair. And your emotions, you just don't like him. It's like you didn't like what he said about Carly Farina, neither neither did I. But that's not a reason to suddenly have a charge come back, especially when you're going up against the president of the United States. However you feel about him, you better have an ironclad case. And I'm not sure this was it. And and I do. I am a huge defender of women enormously. I've had friends who have been sexually assaulted, so so I completely understand what happens and why maybe you don't come forward. But to me, there's a lot of holes in this case that I'm still not comfortable with the case, and I'm not comfortable with a busy department store in the middle of the day and a well-known person at this point, Donald Trump, and she was a well-established person. There's just too many. There's something that doesn't sit right here, and, and I have a right to say that. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to Wendy uh, in Long Island. Go ahead, Wendy. Your thoughts. Hey there, Rita. Good evening, boy. You really schooled that Tim in a nice professional way. Thank you. You're welcome. You sometimes you got to take him to school. Go ahead, Wendy. Yeah, I was just so happy I got to comment after listening to you. So here's my thinking. She's a writer, isn't she? A journalist? Yes. Now, wouldn't you think that she would have written down every last thing that happened to her 30 years? Because after all, she's a writer and that's what she does. But no. And that's why we don't know where, you know, what time of the year, what time of the day, what season it was. Why was I going into Bergdorf? Because she's lying. And it's like Kavanaugh all over again. You know, that's a very good point, Wendy, um, that you brought up because that's what she does for a living. You would think that she would immediately 
go back and write it down. The other thing that also kind of bolsters what you just said, she did, according to two friends, tell them soon after it happened, right? And they also testified in the trial. And that helps her because, you know, they weren't there, uh, but they were listening to what she said. But based on the type of person that would go back and tell friends, wouldn't you think even more so you would write it down? I mean, that's another thing, too. That's another thing that makes it actually reinforces your point. If she's going to go to the degree of telling friends, you would think she would immediately write down and describe everything she saw, what she's thinking. Um, You know, she was a journalist. She was a columnist. That's sort of that mindset. And she didn't do it. So what does that say to you, Wendy? I say it's not true. And I also say, let's add to what you said in the beginning of your monologue, that he'll be the first president that will win on appeal and be the second president that will gain a second term after a break. Yeah, I think, I mean, you look at the poll numbers, I think all of this stuff, you go, hey, wait a minute. And then you hear what's going on with Hunter Biden and not even a single charge there yet. Uh, We'll see what Comer has tomorrow. You know, the other thing, too, Wendy, um, back to Tim's call, uh, the guy who needed to be schooled. His first comment was, I didn't like what he said about Carly Farina. That's not a reason to, and I didn't like what he said about Carly Farina. I don't like that either. Um, but that's not a reason to find him liable in a charge of sexual assault on something totally unrelated to Carly Farina. Did you hear his logic? It's like, it's like, he's like, he's like almost like a New York juror. You know, he comes in with his mind of, oh, I just don't like Trump. Guilty, guilty, guilty. I don't even need to hear the case. I mean, what does that say? Well, it says he's obviously biased, and I wonder how he feels about JFK and Clinton. You know, almost every every president we've had had something lurking in the closet. Yeah, so. well, they have had a lot. You're right. And and uh, and we'll find out again. Uh, boy, uh, Hunter Biden, some of the new allegations, uh, it sounds like he had a lot of closets. <laughs> so yeah, we're sure. going to find out a lot about that. Wendy, thank you very much. We're going to continue your calls, everybody. one 800 848 Tim comes from the orange man bad syndrome that Trump said something bad about someone, which he has. Um, and because of that, the jury should have thrown the book at him. Boy, what a messed up justice system we have that that's the case. Thank goodness Jim wasn't on the Jim wasn't on the jury for any case. If that's the way he handles juries, one 9222 The Rita Cosby Show. President Trump firing back, saying it is a witch hunt, and also his attorneys saying they will appeal. What do you think happened, and why do you think the jury came back? Were they like Tim, who just called in, who said they didn't like Trump's rhetoric and basically throw the book at him? If bad rhetoric was the barometer, I would say uh, 99% of the people I know would be thrown in jail. That's not the way justice works. And what do you think this means for him politically now that he has indeed been charged? Uh, This is, again, of course, criminally indictment. He's got that. Now he has the new one today. This is a civil case, so it's different. It's not a criminal, uh, but it is a civil, basically, verdict. So he's got the criminal indictment. That's going to be a whole process, right? 
Uh, now this decision coming back, a verdict in the civil case, it is a libel for sexual abuse and also found libel of defamation. And she has been awarded, E. Jean Carroll, five million bucks. Uh, I do say there will be grounds for an appeal. And I think an uh, appeal is going to come almost immediately. You can hear it from President Trump tonight. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And what do you make of the fact that the jury had the option to find him liable again in a civil form of rape. And they didn't do that. They found him liable of sexual battery, which was obviously a lesser degree than rape. Rape was by far the more serious allegation. They found him not liable in that. They didn't believe her fully that a rape had happened. And again, in a civil case, it's preponderance of evidence. It's like, Do you believe more than 50 percent that these allegations are true? So they didn't believe that the rape had happened, but they believed that there was some sort of sexual assault had happened and that he defamed her. Essentially, once they found, I think, that he was found liable for sexual assault, then him coming forward and say, I don't know her. Uh, You know, she's not my type. She's not this. She's not that. All of that then was basically defaming somebody that they found him liable for sexual assaulting. So they had to kind of go for the defamation after that once they found him liable of anything. But why do you think they parsed it and said not rape, but we believe sexual battery, basically? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Diane, line three. Your thoughts about this, Diane, as a woman. What do you think? Okay. First of all, I have a few things to say. That woman on the plane, that came out years ago. I remember it. And there was a witness to it. And that thing was thrown out. So they brought it back for this trial. Do you remember that? I, I do. Remember I do. That case. And, and by the way, in that case, remember, she never pressed charges either. So it's kind of like, 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 uh, where did that come from? You know, but you're right. It was, it was, it was very, that's why I actually do think they have grounds for appeal. They're going to bring in her. They're going to bring in the other one. And then they're also uh, going to bring in, you know, the Access Hollywood. I think a lot of those things seemed extraneous to what Eugene Carroll claims happened. So, also, are you? Am I still on? Yes, you are. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. He was very much uh, a celebrity at that time. He used to go everywhere with security guards. So wouldn't it make sense? I mean, they saw him with security guards in the same store for men across the street. Why would he go into the woman's one without a security guard? I doubt it. I really doubt it. And as far as that that thing that's on the Access Hollywood tape, those two, Billy Bush was pushing him to say stuff because he was saying things too. And basically all Trump said in a very crude way was that women throw themselves at celebrities, which happens to be a fact. And, and, and Diane, by the way, divorced, Diane, if you were listening in at a boy's locker room, and I have uh, as a journalist, I've heard a lot worse. Uh, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm conditioned, but I've heard a lot worse. Diane, great points. We're going to continue. Everybody with your calls, 1-800-848-9222. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, tonight, everybody is talking about the fact that Trump has been found liable in a civil case for sexual abuse, sexual battery, and also defamation. This is the E. Jean Carroll case. And a lot of people are wondering, is it because it's a New York jury? Because just like Tim, who called in the last hour, orange man, bad syndrome, you know, that kind of thing. Or... Is it some of the things that Trump said and the fact that he didn't appear in court, even though he said, listen, part of the reason was he thought the whole thing was a sham and why show up and give it any validity? It was one of many things that are coming at him from a whole bunch of different directions. So you can understand that philosophy, too. But did it hurt him with the jury that maybe wanted to see him and instead got to listen to parts of his deposition And he came across in the deposition, you know, a little kind of like, you know, typical Trump saying, I don't recognize the girl. She's not my type. Then he looked over at the attorney at one point, the female attorney for E. Jean Carroll and said, she's not my type either. Um, Did all of that work against him in the jury? And maybe would it have helped him if he was sitting in the trial and maybe looked at the jury, maybe even got on the stand and said, you know what? Yeah, I've said some things, but I don't like being falsely accused, um, that which is his position. He says it didn't happen. Um, and do I think um, that I, you know, that this is a disgrace? Yes. Da, 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 da. But I feel sorry for women who go through anything like this. This is not one of the cases. Maybe come across sympathetic. Maybe that's just not his style. But do you think he should have tried that with the jury in this case, if indeed that's how he feels? Because there's some definite holes in this case. It's a weird thing. I think part of it is it is a New York jury. They don't like him. And I think no matter what he did, and as soon as the judge brought in the Access Hollywood and brought in these other women, like we were just talking about, the woman who claimed something happened to him, uh, indeed, uh, you know, by him on the plane, that she was touched improperly um, by him on the plane, Do you think all of that just, you know, there was no way that the jury was just going to let him off? There were too many sort of patterns that they were bringing in. And again, I'm not sure. I don't think that that was fair game. I think that that did prejudice the situation. First off, take a listen. Here is E. Jean Carroll um, making some odd comments, too, during an interview that she did with Anderson Cooper. This is the woman who tonight says this was a victory for all women, this decision. Um, Trump, of course, says it's a witch hunt. And here is E. Jean Carroll just talking about rape in general. It's it's an awkward moment. Listen to this. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished. Which the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not this was not sexual. It just it it hurt. It just what it just you know. Well, I think most people think of rape as a. I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I a think sexual. most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. Uh, 
I'm sorry. When you think of the word rape, I don't think you think sexy and fantasies and all that other stuff. That's bizarre. Even Anderson Cooper is like, uh, uh, let's go to a commercial break. This is just too weird. And again, that's the woman who accused President Trump. So he responded to her making those comments in his deposition that was played in court. Take a listen to how he responded about it. She was interviewed by Anderson Cooper. And I think she said that rape was sexy, which it's not, by the way. But I think she said that rape was sexy and it was she actually said things that were very strange. And then she was a different person after the when he said, we'll take a break right now. We're going to take a break right now. He didn't like what she was saying. He was very upset with what. And then she came back and she was a much different woman the second in the second half, so to speak. And so the question I'm asking you is, did she say in that interview that she loved being sexually assaulted by well, you? Well, she said something to that effect. I mean, you'll have to take a look at the interview yourself. Uh, I believe she said rape was sexy, to which Anderson Cooper is dying. He's saying, let's get to a commercial break immediately. I think you better watch the interview. I'm sure you have, but you better watch the interview. You know, and by the way, you just heard it. Yeah, Anderson Cooper was like, oh, this is weird. Let's get out of this one. I mean, it was bizarre. And part of the justification, too, uh, the attorney for President Trump basically says that she made this up and that she was watching some of it, that it very much mirrors a Law & Order episode. And that it's sort of like part of this Law & Order thing that she was like creating this drama of the moment and mimicking a series of on you know tv so it's just there are some weird things here that are just odd very very odd i wasn't there the bergdorf goodman so i don't know i can't vouch but it just seems odd to believe that he would do this a very well-known guy even at this moment which would have been in the mid-1990s super well-known i mean he's always been well-known and that he would come through he probably had a personal shopper where was the personal shopper at this time Taking a break while he's raping someone, allegedly, in in the busy, you know, Bergdorf Goodman's in a dressing room. I mean, there's just something that is just odd um, that people wouldn't notice. He had bodyguards all the time. Where was the bodyguard? I mean, you go into a dressing room. It's usually women and men's rooms for dressing rooms. Sometimes there's unisex now, but usually it's women and men. So you go into a dressing room. You're going to notice that Donald Trump suddenly went into a dressing room. And what, he comes back and what, he's like getting uh, dressed again on the way back? I mean, there's just, there's something odd here. There's something really, really odd with her story. And, but listen, here's another part of the deposition. Again, this is what was played in court because Trump himself didn't testify. And some people thought that maybe this turned off the jury. Take a listen to what he said, where he basically went after E. Jean Carroll, says, she's not my type. This is what he said in the deposition. I was with Donald Trump in 1980. Nothing changed. I was sitting with him on an airplane. And he went after me on the plane. Yeah, I'm going to go after him. Believe me, she would not be my first choice, that I can tell you. Man. You don't know. That would not be my first choice. When you said in that video that Ms. Leeds would not be your first choice, you were referring to her physical looks, correct? Just the overall. Not, I, I look at her. I see her. I hear what she says. Whatever. 
You wouldn't be a choice of mine either, to be honest with you. I hope you're not insulted. I would not, under any circumstances, have any interest in you. I'm being, I'm honest when I say it. Uh, she, I would not have any interest in. And then he also went after the lawyer in the case and said a little more about the woman not being his type. Take a listen. And while I am not supposed to say it, I will. Why were you not supposed to say it? Because it's not politically correct to say, read the next, go ahead, that she's not my type. Yeah, because it's not politically correct to say it, and I know that, but I'll say it anyway. She's accusing me of rape. A woman that I have no idea who she is. It came out of the blue. She's accusing me of rape, of raping her. The worst thing you can do, the worst charge. And and you know it's you know it's not true too. You're a political operative also. You're disca- you're a disgrace. But she's accusing me, and so are you, of rape, and it never took place. And I will tell you, I made that statement, and I said, well, it's politically incorrect. She's not my type. And that's 100% true. She's not my type. Not my type. And many people said, well, maybe the jury didn't like him saying that. They also asked him in his deposition, again, it was on videotape, and it was played in the place of his testimony, In the deposition, they asked him about the Access Hollywood tape that we talked about that was played in the trial. And that, to me, again, I think is probably grounds for an appeal. That seemed like an incredible stretch. And what he said about it may not have been the most helpful for him. Take a listen to what he said about the Access Hollywood tape. Well, historically, that's true with stars. It's true with stars that they can grab women by the... Well, that's what it's if you look over the last million years, I guess that's been largely true. Not always, but largely true. Unfortunately or fortunately. And you consider yourself uh, to be a star. I think you can say that. Certainly an interesting deposition. That's for sure. 1-800-848-9222. What do you make of the verdict and why do you think the jury came to this conclusion? Six men, three women, unanimous decision in two and a half hours. A very fast verdict. Let's go to BJ, line seven. BJ, your thoughts. Well, Rita, thank you for having me on. Yeah, I'd like to thank the jury for their service, even though, in my opinion, a lot of them were uh, Trump haters like that caller you had a couple of minutes ago. Uh, So he wasn't going to get a fair shake from them. Here's what I know. In 1992, I worked about two blocks away from Trump Tower. And any time I had an occasion to see John um, Donald Trump walked down the block. Most people were starstruck. The notion that he can just whiz in and out of any place undetected, unnoticed, is bizarre on its face. Uh, that someone of that stature, of that uh, celebrity uh, status, could just waltz around unnoticed, okay? So for him to go in and out of Bergdorf Goodman unnoticed and assault a woman as he was uh, accused of doing is ridiculous. But that said, I'll say this. Again, most uh, people that are accused of that crime don't act like Donald Trump did. They They crawl under a rock, 
Because I remember a certain president who was accused of not uh, this crime several times in the 90s. And this guy barely said anything. He slithered under a rock. And those accusations followed him for years. Donald Trump came out swinging, denying them vehemently. Now, that said, I'm not an attorney. I wouldn't be able to advise him what to say, how to say or if to say, and I wouldn't propose to. But I will say this. There's a big difference between people who are accused of a crime that did it and the people who are accused of a crime that didn't do it. And the clips that you played, those clips are the clips of a, of a man, in my opinion, did not do this crime. Plus, there's no digital evidence to support this woman's claim, and there's no uh, physical evidence that I can see or that's been discussed, unless I'm missing it, okay? Unless it's been mentioned. And, I haven't and- seen it either, BJ. And, and and you know what's interesting about Trump? Uh, the one thing about him, he's sort of out there for the, all the world to see. And even, you know, when I look at that Access Hollywood explanation, where he says, well, it's true, you know, guys usually can do that or da 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 but I didn't do this case. I don't know this woman. I, does it make any sense? So, I mean, it's sort of typical Trump response, um, but he's always been one of those people. And, and I've interviewed Trump many times, and I've always felt he just kind of says what he thinks. Um, and that is what he thinks, um, that, you know, guys who are celebrities can kind of get away with certain things. Uh, it's sort of a known fact if you're, you know, Bon Jovi or you're, you know, whatever, uh, you know, George Clooney, um, you know, maybe you can get more chicks, you know, and he just kind of says that, you know, it's kind of funny, you know, I mean, that, that he's just sort of speaking and it's it's probably true. Does it justify bad behavior? Absolutely not. Um, and he draws the distinction in that. But did that hurt him that he wasn't politically correct in front of the jury? Um, we'll find out. I don't know. The jurors haven't spoken. They're anonymous. Uh, we'll find out if we ever hear that that might have had an impact or not. Uh, but great points, BJ. We're going to continue your calls, everybody. 1 800 848 The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, President Trump coming out swinging tonight saying it's a witch hunt. He doesn't know the woman. And they will appeal now that a New York jury of six men and three women have found him liable for sexual abuse and also defamation in a civil case, making it the first time in American history that a president has been found guilty by a jury of sexual abuse allegations. This is serious stuff, and that's why... It's like all this incoming from all these different directions. Where is this headed? And do you think this will hurt or even maybe help President Trump politically? 1-800-848-9222. And let's go to Stan from Forest Hills. Stan, how are you, my friend? How you feeling? Pretty good. I'm getting better. I got out of bed for this. <laughs> oh, that's a good sign. Donnie, Donnie gets me out of bed for the good stuff. <laughs> oh, well, before we get started, Stan, yeah. we love you. And I don't know if you heard, first of all, when you called in, um, you talked about it. So so I'm not, you know, giving away anything private, right, but you right, talked about right. uh, the, the cancer. Yeah, yes. Right, right. And your surgery. We had so many people calling in and wishing you love well, and wanna, prayers. Wanna, and... To, th- to those who are my adversaries, I thank them very much. They showed class. And uh, I want to thank them. We all have one thing in common, our health, whether we're woman, man, Republican, right, left. 
and the health is everything. So Absolutely. I ask everybody, man and woman, please, early detection, go get a colonoscopy when you can as soon as possible just to check yourself out. Anyway. Absolutely. And and you're on the mend, you obviously, too, Stan. You too, Rita. I will, Stan, just for you. I will. Okay, I, that, right. By the way, that's love. If I get a colonoscopy for you, that's love. Uh, it's the best. <laughs> you better know it is, baby. I don't want you in a hospital and do what I had to do. I'm oh, going to tell you. You, you sound much that. better, though, Stan. You well, sound you know, great. It's, it's day by day. It's day by day. But, I, you, gotta, you know, a great doctor is a great surgeon did the cutting. I always call them cutters because that's what I remember them as, cutters. And he was a great guy, so Dr. Figlius. So well, we love Dr. Figlius because we love you, Stan. Okay, so thank you. And it. you got through it. By the way, I know you're on a comeback because you're fired up about Trump. That's, I, I must have made, <laughs> I must, I'll tell you, I called 20 times and I couldn't get to it and then I tried the 21st and I got through. So I'm so glad you're here. All right, let's do it. All right. Uh, am I surprised? This guy is a piece of work. The best piece of work I've ever seen. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, did you know when they showed a picture of this woman to him, who did he say it? Well, you know, it looks like Marla Maples. Yeah, he thought yeah. it was Marla Maples. By the way, Stan, I will give you that because that I was first. He said hey, she's not my type, and then <laughs> and then they then he thought it was Marla, yeah, his, exactly. his wife at the time. Well, my, but my then, point he, is, but he did say it was a blurry picture. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, but you can't say it's not your type, and then it turns out to be your wife. Yes, yeah, so, you know, you know, I know he's worried about <laughs> President Biden having a memory. Maybe he's starting not to have it. But my message to Donnie Hemorrhoid is this. Oh, Stan. I know you're on a comeback. You, now I know you're on a comeback. All right. Here's my message to you. Next time you attempt or even try to harass a woman or even attempt to rape a woman, do it in Florida. Because they love you in Florida. And in Florida, you can get away with it. Oh, oh yeah. And since it's a state they love freedom, you're, you're free to do it because they won't convict you. They won't uh, indict you. Florida is where you belong, and Florida is where you should stay. That's all I wanted to say. Wow. Stan, you are in rare form, and because I love you and you're on the men. You Rita. You're fabulous. Oh, yeah. Stan, you are a classic, and obviously we don't want that to happen in any state in this country. Stay healthy, Rita. That's what I want. Stay healthy, (laughs) Rita Thank you. And you too, my friend. It's great to hear from you. Our dear friend, Stan from Forest Hills, who is on the mend, on a comeback. And you can tell, uh, as soon as he talked and said, hemorrhoid Trump. I knew he was on a comeback. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. We're going to continue your calls, everybody, after the break. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, a beautiful story coming from Louisville, Kentucky, where a hometown World War II veteran group, they were all honored on Monday as part of Victory in Europe Day. Yesterday, May 8th, marked the day when World War II was declared over in the European Theater of Operations. But of course, the war would continue against Japan for almost four more months. Honor Flight Bluegrass asked Kentucky veterans who took part in the war to come together and be honored at a location, a restaurant called Mission Barbecue, where they were given special thanks for their service to our nation. Many use VE Day as a chance to honor veterans and their many sacrifices leading to the end of the war on the Eastern Front. Of the 16 million 
men and women who fought in World War II. Only about 150,000 remain alive today. So it is beautiful to see them honored and honored in a big way. And now we're also, by the way, getting um, some big breaking news on the fate of Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson, of course, who was fired uh, very publicly from Fox News and abruptly recently, uh, just putting out some news tonight uh, that he says he is going to be back on the air doing a show, but he's going to be relaunching his show, the one that he was doing for over six years on Fox and doing it on Twitter. The former Fox News host, Tucker Carlson, saying that the new show would be coming soon. He doesn't have an exact date mentioned yet. And he added that not many platforms still allow free speech, but that he says the last big one left is Twitter, of course, owned by Elon Musk. Uh, Carlson is also saying that Fox is in breach of their contract with him. Uh, There are reports it's because they released some of his text messages um, and also for various reasons that they say they let him go, which he still is unclear about. And at this time, he is saying that he plans to launch his new show, relaunch it on Twitter. So, of course, we look forward to seeing that again. The big news, Tucker Carlson relaunching his show, but doing it on Twitter in the very near future. Well, of course, uh, what is going to happen to President Trump in the very near future politically? Some of the new polls that are out show that he would be beating President Biden. President Biden, by the way, tomorrow is going to be in New York. Uh, He has something at SUNY in Westchester, and then he has some fundraising in Manhattan. But boy, his polls are tanking. I mean, despite all the stuff and all the incoming that President Trump is dealing with, He is still skyrocketing in the polls. And so far, DeSantis hasn't gotten in, but he has been dipping a lot in the polls. There's no doubt about it. Um, And in in fact, today, uh, another Wall Street type came out and basically said, you know what? After meeting with DeSantis, I'm going to withhold my funds for him that he wasn't, I guess, impressed with him. Uh, There's a number of folks who have been coming out and making those comments. Um, John Katsimatidis, the owner and operator of Red Apple Media, said that DeSantis wasn't returning his calls. I mean, what are you kidding me? He is one of the biggest donors in politics and one of the most influential people, I think, in America, period. And he's not returning his calls. And then you've got a number of others. So there are problems, clearly, for DeSantis. And Trump is doing better in the polls. And some of the latest polls, again, it shows that he is able to beat President Biden, President Biden now dipped to 36 percent. That is basically an all time low for an American president. So maybe this won't hurt him. This new verdict that came in in the civil case just a few hours ago. Maybe people expected it because it's a Manhattan jury. Well, Jonathan Turley, constitutional scholar, said that he thinks one of the big problems was that Trump himself did not appear in the courtroom and didn't take the stand. He said in a case like this, when it's a he said, she said, they really do want to hear from the other individual. This is what Jonathan Turley said just a little bit ago. The biggest problem for the president, I think at trial, and it's going to be on appeal, is he decided not to testify. He didn't even appear in the courtroom. That not only triggered inferences, but it likely poisoned the well a bit for these jurors. Jurors don't like it. They don't like it in criminal or civil cases when the key accused party 
doesn't speak to them. And the White House correspondent for One America News, Chanel Ryan, came out and she highlighted the fact that this was very much spearheaded by Democrats, this entire case. And she thinks that also should be brought up on the appeal. This was a case that was actually bankrolled by a billionaire Democrat donor. This was Reed uh, Hoffman. This is the co-founder of LinkedIn, who has a long history of funding anti-Trump causes and explicitly saying he'll do everything in his power to take down Trump. We also know that that the the that that Carol was urged to push this lawsuit based on the advice of George Conway, also an infamous never Trumper, the former husband of of Kellyanne Conway. So there's a lot of political victory lapping that we will hear from on the left. This will be a feather in their cap. They've won. They've allowed for their 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 case to go forward and tarnish Trump. So will that be uh, an area for appeal? Could they say, hey, listen, look at the funders. This was politically driven. George Conway's made no secret of his hatred toward Trump. And this other one is a huge Democratic backer. So could that be part of it? It's interesting, too, that Biden is going to be at fundraising meetings tomorrow night. And James Comer is coming out tomorrow with what he claims are bombshells against the president's son, Hunter. Think about the timing of it. He's going around with a tin cup saying, hey, donate to my campaign. I have 36 percent approval rating. And you're going to hear in the morning a lot of questions about his son's finances. And James Comer says it's not just the son, that it's Biden. So let's see what he's got. If he has bank records, uh, let's see what evidence he has. But it's an interesting time that he's going around and doing fundraising on the time where James Comer is about to drop what could be very explosive stuff with a pay-for-play allegation. And Caroline Levitt, she used to work in the White House. Now she's with a group, uh, a PAC. It's MAGA Inc., And she says that this verdict is only going to help Trump, that people are going to see for what it is politically driven. Take a listen. It helps him politically because the people understand that this is a case that is brought forth by a political activist who said back in 2017 that she will do anything because it's her patriotic duty to stop President Trump. It helps him because they understand that this has been going on since the day he came down that escalator back in 2015. It started with the Russia, Russia, Russia collusion hoax, which was manufactured by Hillary Clinton. The Steele dossier was paid for. This also happens in a time where we have a president who has compromised our American national security because of his corrupt son, and there are no repercussions or justice for the Democrats who currently hold power. Meanwhile, the Democrats are abusing our legal systems to go after mm. President Trump, who has done nothing. Wow, she had a mouthful there. Will this help President Trump? Is it transparent? one 800 848 Nine two two two. Let's go to Jacqueline, line one. Jacqueline, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. You know, that clip that you played was exactly what I was talking to you about last week with E. Jean Carroll uh, with that ludicrous interview with Anderson Blooper. Um, I'm glad to hear that Stan is doing well, and he is a gentleman for acknowledging those of us who differ with our opinions from him. 
Um, so I'm glad he's in fighting form. Absolutely. But, and by the way, Jacqueline, I was happy to hear him. He sounded like the old Stan again. Exactly. And, and that was great. Really <laughs> yep. wonderful. Yep. You know, my opinion of this, uh, I think the jury is even crazier than this E.G. Carroll woman. Um, and I think, it's my opinion, that they simply awarded her the $5 million for what President Trump said on that interview um, with, you know, grab him by the you-know-what. Uh, because battery, sexual battery, that's what sexual battery sounds like to me. So, I mean, the whole thing is just insane. It's completely ludicrous. It is, a, and it's like they weren't sure if the rape happened what I'm confused a little bit is they didn't buy into the serious charge, and then they suddenly said, well, maybe this happened. Like you just right. said, like they bought into something. But if you believed her story, you would have believed her story. You would have thrown right. the whole thing out there. You know, you yes. would have said, that's what's interesting. That's why I was throwing that out there. It's an interesting decision. Like they clearly were not 100% comfortable with her story. And if that were the case, do you decide to still find a president of the United States liable? You know, wouldn't you think they'd say, well, you know what? Maybe we should give the former president of the United States the benefit of the doubt, you know, because this seems a little cuckoo, you know? I, I, I think they're just trying to make good on that Access Hollywood interview uh, and holding him accountable for what he said and awarding this woman, you know, the, the money for that. Based yeah. on that Access Hollywood interview, I agree, but that should—that's not the case. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like that's why I've said, you know, uh, for people, even those who don't like Trump, you have to step back and go, why would you bring in? You know, I, I use the example of Tim, the guy who called in earlier. I don't know right. if you heard. And Tim yes. was, I said, Tim, you know, what if, you know, I don't know how old he is, you know, but he's obviously uh, past college years. What if they suddenly decide, hey, let's pull up a frat party that Tim was at where he's saying something about a girl and use that today to basically indict him on something else that he said. I mean, that's just preposterous. That to me, I think is grounds for an appeal. I think it was stunning that a judge did that. When I heard that, I thought, what are you kidding me? Boy, are th- is that a stretch? And I and I thought when we heard that they were going to try to enter it, and we were like, oh, the judge is going to shoot it down. Not this judge. And that's why you have to find for an appeal. You have to find that the judge may have ruled incorrectly. That usually is the most likely grounds for an appeal, especially of this nature. So given that, I actually think they have some significant grounds for an appeal. I think you send it to an appellate court. And, and I think another judge who isn't anti-Trump, can sit there and go, well, maybe that was not a correct ruling. And and maybe right. there would be a whole new trial based on that. What are your thoughts, Jacqueline? Well, I, I agree with everything that you just said. There is one other thing that I would like to add. I just wish President Trump would be a little bit more careful in the things that he says. My father, may he rest in peace, he always used to tell me, you are and can be your own worst enemy, and your mouth causes you to... Uh, go against yourself. And I wish he would stop and think sometimes before he says some of the things that he does. Yeah, I, I wish in this case he could have just said, you know, as opposed to she's not my type, you know what I mean? Right. Or, and you attorney, female attorney, and there aren't my type. I mean, he should have just said, you know what, um, I don't remember her. I feel bad for anybody that something like this happens to, but it didn't happen here. I don't know her, and I wish her the best, you know? I yeah, think you that, have to know when to stop. Yes. And you have to know when to keep your mouth closed. Yes, you need to talk to him, okay, Jacqueline? I'll try. <laughs> Thank you, Jacqueline. Let's go to Tony. Line 7, Tony, your thoughts. 
Well, you ladies seem to have it all figured out. But don't forget, when you're being accused of things that are totally absurd, your patience level goes down. And so for me, I feel this hearing was a joke. Uh, President Trump was with the witnesses and all the discovery information allowed. He was, they saw prejudiced his, his outcome. And so this trial really was not a fair trial. And I think him and his attorney knew it. And I think that's why he didn't go. So based on what the judge allowed, that was absurd. Based on the witnesses, the whole thing was absurd. Plus, when they decided on getting money, I think that was their goal. Their goal is to disrupt President Trump and his campaign and hurt him by doing this money thing. There was no rape. So what is the money for? I agree with you ladies on that. Besides, on a funny note, this Judge Lewis Kaplan is just totally unfair, but he has an agenda. We spoke about that, the woke agenda. So he reminded me of the judge in my cousin Vinny, who was just a riot. You know, he was <laughs> right. always going after Vinny, right? He gave him such a hard time. Right, like Trump never- was Vinny. Trump was Vinny in this case, right. And, and, and I agree with you, Tony. I think that that was the reason that Trump didn't want it to come in. He didn't believe, you know, uh, that this was a fair trial, and that's why he didn't do it. Um, you know, that's why he was like, I'm not going to partake. I'm not going to justify uh, the trial. I agree. Tone, thank you very much. Let's go to Teddy. Line one, Ted, your thoughts. Yeah, I said, you know, yeah, I called it like it is. I mean, Tim said it all about you, Rita. Rita, you just can't come to the con- con- conclusion that it's- Tim Tim is the same guy who was when I said hey would you like uh, if you if you were at a frat party and they overheard you talking and they brought that you know 20 years later he was like ah 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 yeah that did say it all Ted go ahead but Rita this applies to everybody I agree with you on that point but Rita for you to condemn the verdict and to find criticism for the juries for the jurors and for the judge Rita let you have to come to the, to Ted, the realization. Ted, Ted, Ted. And the talk that he talked about. Ted, 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 hang on one second. Ted, you are Damn kidding it. me. Ted, he did say it. We hear it on the tape. We're not disputing that. What I am disputing is it is extraordinary that a judge would bring that into a trial on something like this. And it goes back. Uh, what I said to Tim, somebody makes a comment to somebody, it's overheard. It's said in private. I didn't like what I heard. I've been I've been vocal about that. I don't think anybody likes what what he said there, you know. But to use that and then say years later somehow that has relevance to her claims, you got to admit that's a little kooky, do Ted? Even for you. Oh come on, Rita! I'm not going to go be yes man to you. No, I'm just I'm not even asking you to be yes man. I'm asking you to be logical. You've got to admit using the Access Hollywood. You think that's fair? If you made a comment to a friend, you know, 20 years ago about something totally unrelated, and then you got accused and and a you know I don't know some crime or something, and then they said let's find Ted when he was at a frat party and let's just pull that audio tape up. That that of course affected the jury. And the reason I say this, Ted. I, and I'm not that that to me clearly I agree did have an influence on the jury. And I actually think that is grounds for an appeal because most attorneys that I've spoken with, ones who don't like Trump, were astounded that that was allowed in. And that is the type of thing that could create an appeal. 
Um, and, and we'll see where it goes. But it would be, I just think that was not fair to be brought on the trial. Uh, and again, I believe all women should be heard. Her case is a little odd that it would happen in a Bergdorf Goodman's dressing room with a famous guy and she can't remember the date. Uh, I mean, you know, you're going after the president of the United States. There's some holes in the story. Um, but I also just from a legal perspective, the appeal part, I think there's some justification to go for an appeal. That's my point. Uh, and Ted, I'll give you five more seconds for a final thought. Go ahead. It's an oxymoron what you just said. You think that all women should be heard, but then you're just this throwing of what she's saying out and has no credibility. I'm not saying it. I'm saying that the judge allowing the Access Hollywood tape seem to overcross the line. And I think that that will be justification. I think of another judge who is above this one, because you go to a higher court, will find that that judge should not have allowed that in and may open it to an appeal with that and maybe the other women testifying. That's why I'm saying it, Ted. That's It's not an oxymoron. You can still say women should come out. And if indeed it happened, um, you know, it's important that you share it. I don't think it should happen to anybody. On the other hand, there's some holes in her story that seem particularly odd. And I say that as a woman. And I also think, more importantly, from a legal perspective, these things clearly influenced the jury. That's where I'm coming from. We'll continue with your calls, no matter what Ted thinks. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. Tomorrow on the show, we will definitely be talking about James Comer's press conference in the morning. He says he's got some bombshells on the Hunter Biden financial train, and he says it ties the Biden family and the big guy. So let's see what he's got. He claims he's got some big, big evidence. So let's see where that goes. Also, President Trump tomorrow is going to be doing a town hall on CNN, and we're going to be talking about that, you know. He is going to be talking about this and a whole bunch more. What are your thoughts, everybody, about the case now that the E. Jean Carroll case has had a jury come back and say that he is liable for sexual abuse and defamation? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Sean. Line one. Sean, your thoughts. Yeah, three quick comments. Rita, love you. First of all, Tim, you're a liberal. Why do you listen here? We have no idea. Go listen to uh, AOC on, uh, you know. CNN. So anyway, first of all, the trial was about rape. Am I wrong? Yes, it is. That's what she claims. She And then she claimed on television that she wasn't raped. So which is it? That's an interesting point. And she also, she also said that rape, yeah. some people equate it with sexual. It, it was odd. It was odd. She's talking about idols. She's, she's talking about fantasies. I mean, you can't talk about fantasies when you accuse someone of a crime. Yeah, and when you're accusing the former president of the United States. So you don't believe her, Sean. Is that what you're saying? Well, she said it. Those are her words on television to Anderson Cooper that she wasn't raped. So why did they go forth with the trial when they have her on television? Say that's And my second comment, with all these people about the, the, uh, the, the, the guy on the train, would AOC, would Governor Hochul live next door to Neely? Would you want to live next door to Mr. Neely? I mean, I'm sorry to the family. My 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 condolences, 100 percent. Yeah. And you are talking, of course, about the Jordan Neely case, which there's a lot of questions on that. And by the way, 
Um, just to be clear, I want to play again. This is the comment from her, E. Jean Carroll. Um, this is 22A. Let me just play it real quick here. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished. Which the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not. This was not sexual. It just. It it hurt. It just. What it just. You know. Well, I think most people think of rape as a. I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I think most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. Yeah, it was odd. She's not saying it wasn't rape. She's just saying it wasn't sexy. It's bizarre. Sean, it is a bizarre, bizarre case. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.